a timeout. Decide not to use a time. Wait a minute. Put your cup down. Hold up. Blink for me. Killer Clay, China Clay, Reporter Clay. We all love Clay Thompson, and we also love that blowout win against the Pistons. What up, Dub Nation, to another episode of the Catch and Dubs podcast. We're your host, I'm Ethan, with my Splash Bro co-host, Zach. Man, okay, let's just go on a little tangent. What are your thoughts on the, the Matthew Stafford trade to the Rams? Uh, It's sad to see my guy go, but... Start start of a new era in Detroit. Motor City Dan Campbell has arrived. I'm ready to bite off some kneecaps. I'm ready to rebuild. Got two first-round picks. And we got Jared Goff, and I'm hoping Jared Goff can turn his career around in Detroit, uh, get some winning, bring some winning to the city of Detroit as he's won in L.A. when he's been to a Super Bowl. And... Get some good guys in the draft, and then the lines are right back in it, baby. Let's go. But this is a Warriors podcast, so enough with the Lions. Love the optimism. All right. So uh, catch us on our all our platforms. And to our new listeners, <sighs> to our new listeners, welcome to the podcast. We're just two bros. We love the Splash Bros, and we just talk all things Warriors. And to our current listeners, thank you all for the support. We really appreciate it. Hope you all are doing great. And without further ado, let's get started. All right. So the Pistons and the Warriors battled it out on Saturday, January 30th. The Warriors' biggest lead of the night was 35, and they ended up winning 118-91. Um, some thoughts on the game. I think the Warriors was a good bounce-back win after the – Ugly performance against Phoenix, against a team who was out without Devin Booker. And with how they performed, it was just, like we mentioned on the earlier podcast with Ben, it was just disgusting to watch. It was awful awful to watch on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball. And I think it was a good bounce back win for the Warriors, even though they were playing the Pistons, who are bottom five team in the uh NBA and are probably in the sweep six for the number one pick in the 2021 NBA NBA draft 2021 or yeah 2021 NBA draft sorry I get my years mixed up a little bit (laughs) you're all good brother (laughs) um so the Warriors improved 11 and 9 and I think they are now in seventh in the west let me double check tight tight spot there like I think they are currently in yeah. eighth in the West, so they would yeah, be playing. The playoffs started today. They'd be playing Utah, who uh, gave them a little uh, butt whooping a week ago. Yeah, yeah, like the um, I guess the middle of the pack in the West is pretty tight. I mean, it's probably like probably one to two games difference. But to talk about the Detroit game, it was a really great game on both ends. Like offensive-wise, everything was flowing great. But it all stemmed from the defensive end, which was great all around. But I really wanted to see this defense be consistent, not against like you're only really good against like the bottom feeders and like not really as good as like the top guys. So I'm like, I'm waiting to see that consistency. Yeah, we saw uh, glimpses with like the Lakers, Clippers, but I really want to see 
consistency all across the board, like against the Suns game, the Jazz game. But that's just all I want with this team is consistency, especially with Ubre. There we go. Uh, I agree. Yeah, sorry for blowing in the mic. I was just making sure it was working. So apologize for, for the ASMR. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Warriors good bounce back win. I think Ubre played all right. Um, there was a play where he was driving to the hoop and he obviously wasn't looking at where the ball was going and Steph threw it right to his back. And I think just the lack of basketball IQ is kind of yeah, severely the lack of knowing where he is on the floor sometimes. And his spacing is obviously subpar. And I think we'll touch on some trade rumors, but I would not mind seeing Bob Myers dealing him for a player from Lonzo a, ball, a player from a struggling franchise like Lonzo Ball or JJ Redick or PJ Tucker any of the above okay yeah like um Uber did have some a good game like stats wise but if you're watching the game you can tell that he doesn't look like himself on the court um I think when Steph was trying to do his uh famous relocate like I think Draymond um had to like uh, wave at him to like actually screen for him so that he's just not standing in the corner where Steph is supposed to be so I feel like 20 games into it, I feel like he could have gotten an understanding of like what the system is. Like we see Andrew Wiggins doing like a phenomenal job adjusting to his role. And I'm not sure if Uber is able to uh, adapt to that role in the way that we see with Wiggins. Yeah. I think Andrew Wiggins, like Ethan said, he's one of the bright spots from on this team. I think when Clay comes back next year, like Clay mentioned on the broadcast as he was brought in on the third quarter to on the broadcast with Bob Fitzgerald and Kalona Azubuki. Um, he said that he's looking forward to that starting lineup with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, um, Draymond, and James Wiseman. I think that lineup will be very good next year with a solid bench. If the Warriors trade for Lonzo Ball and he still has zeros on his contract, which I think he will, him on the bench and Eric Paschal, um, I think Brad Wanamaker was signed to a two-year deal, so he'll probably still be around. Jordan Poole, Nico Mannion, um, Smiley, of course, sitting at the end of the bench. I think a solid bench in that starting lineup. I think the Warriors can easily make some noise in the West as I am looking forward to the future. Speaking of Jordan Poole, um, there were probably some receipts back in the early episodes where I was highly on Jordan Poole, but this dude is only good in garbage time. Like, you like name a duo that's better than Jordan Poole in garbage time. You probably wouldn't, but it's just um, I was kind of disappointed with Jordan Poole um, in the early season and how he's only good in garbage time. So I hope this time in the G League was going to be helpful helpful for him. Yeah, he did score like 16 points, but um, I just wanted to see his game grow, and I feel like he has that potential to do so. I know Zach is probably shaking his head right now, but. <laughs> yeah, I think Jordan Poole, um, he went to Michigan, so I'm not a big fan of where he went to school, but I think he has a lot of a p- potential. He sh- showed it in his rookie year. I think the G League will be a good – 
I don't know what the word is, but I think like boosting his confidence, I guess. Yeah, I think it'll be a good switch up for him to play with players that are most likely on his level, college players, mid-level guys who didn't have enough to make it to the league. So I think he'll do well in the G League bubble coming up. Um, to touch on reporter Clay, who was on the broadcast, it was great seeing him back. Um, it's great Highlight, seeing him. Highlights of the night. That's some yeah. highlights for the night. Sorry for the cutoff. Great scene is uh, commentary. I think he definitely could be a color commentator like his pops, Michael Thompson, in the near future with how many jokes he uh, makes. Um, like that one joke, I think at the end of the game, I know some Warriors fans probably saw it on war- all over Warriors Twitter where Pistons player Rodney <laughs> Rodney Magruder. I, I'm laughing because at, in Draymond's press conference, he had some <laughs> words to say that were quite uncensored, which made it even more funny about Rodney Magruder. But um, Rodney Magruder came up to Juan Toscano Anderson, who was on the bench. I don't think Juan was even playing that night. And he apparently, Juan had something to say about Wayne Ellington, who's playing for the Pistons. Um, and Rodney Magruder apparently had to go up to Juan Toscano Anderson and confront him about something and Clay on the broadcast. Um, let me grab the quote here. I think it was something like, uh, Bob Fitzgerald was asking and Clano were asking what, what happened. And Clay was like, oh, he's probably mad about something because he's not going to be in the league anytime soon. And I got a good laugh out of that. I got a better laugh out of what Draymond had to say in the press conference. So make sure you go check that those tweets out on Warriors Twitter. But yeah, I think it was I, overall I, I great seeing Clay back. I died laughing. Yeah, I died laughing. <laughs> Just the Clay roast, it was actually really funny. And him and Steph on that post-game interview was probably, probably the best thing of the night. Just seeing those two, like, kind of talking um, on TV, especially for us, because uh, we haven't seen Clay in a long time. So... It was great seeing that. Uh, we miss our all-star. We miss our splash bro, and we hope uh, he's going to come back 100%. Speaking of all-stars, the whole all-star pick season is here, and we are here to give our predictions. So, Zach, get, shoot your all-star picks for me and for All our right. audience. So, I'm a little bit of a clown. I didn't go to like to the reserve section and pick the reserves. So I, we're, I think I'm only going to go over the starters, but uh, in the backcourt for the Western Conference, I, th- I don't know if they're doing the team captain system, but for the West side, uh, for the starters that they can choose from, I have Steph, obviously, the best shooter of all time, chasing down Ray Allen for a three-point record, point guard. Luca, shooting guard. I know the Mavs haven't had the best of starts, but I think Luca's carried that team 100% with how uh, KP's been playing. He hasn't been playing that well. I think he's been carrying that team without a doubt. Um, then you got Kawhi. Um, obviously, the Clippers, top three team in the West. Then you got LeBron, obviously. Um, and then you got uh, Nikola Jokic, who's in the MVP talk with Steph and LeBron and um, KD and Joel Embiid. And then in the East, I got Trey Young, who I think is a star in the making, a point guard. He's really turning around Atlanta, um, their franchise. 
They got Bradley Beal, um, soon to be a future warrior, like we said with Ben on the last episode, who's an absolute stud, putting up 47 points in games where they lose by 10. And then I think the front court for the East, no question about it, where you have KD, Giannis, and Joel, who I can all see as MVP candidates. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these starters are kind of like you can't debate them. Like you can't debate Steph. You can't debate LeBron, Leonard, Jokic. I feel like those four in the West are like locks to be starters. I have Dame instead of uh, Doncic, as my partner says. I think Dame has been doing a great job, especially with the stats. Um, If we're just talking stats, Dame deserves to be in the starter role. Um, But yeah, that's my thoughts on uh, the West starters. I can give my reserves. I got Doncic, AD, Mitchell, Booker, Ingram, George, and Gobert. Um, they're doing pretty great. Um, I don't, uh, I know that, um, they're doing pretty good stats wise. And I saw, especially with the Utah Jazz, you got Mitchell and Gobert. The Clippers, you got George, and then Ingram is like having his great season, breakout season for him. And AD, probably just him and LeBron are just unstoppable for now. But yeah, those are my takes for the Western side. Eastern side, it's the same thing as Zach. I got Beal, uh, but I got Levine. I like I like Zach Levine's game, and I got Durant, Giannis, and Bead. I feel like those three right there are just rock solid picks. And then my reserves, I got Tatum, Harden, Young, Trey Young, uh, Irving, Adebayo, Brown, and Middleton. I feel like Brown and Middleton prob- probably be switched out, but those are my picks, and I hope y'all can make uh, some judgments on that. But um, I think it's going to be a great All Star pick season. So who knows? All right, and then our to wrap up this episode, I think we're going to look at some NBA trade rumors. Um, I think the most notable one, I think from Bleacher Report, was Lonzo Ball. Kelly sending Kelly Oubre to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball. Um, I think another one that came out today from NBA Analysis Network um, this Timberwolves Warriors trade features Carl Anthony Towns to Golden State. Whoa, I did not see that. I never saw that. Uh, I don't think it would work. No. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. I think with James Wiseman being 19 years old, it just doesn't make any sense. You drafted the center of the future for Golden State. And you're gonna build around him once Steph and Clay and Draymond hang it up. It makes no sense. So I wouldn't if I was Bob Myers, I would not pursue that. But I think Lonzo Ball would be a good option. I think Lonzo has a high basketball IQ. He can we talked all about it on the last episode with Ben, but I think it would be a big improvement from Kelly Oubre. Um I think he doesn't play as good as defense as Kelly does, but I think he can easily play defensively. He can play defensively quite well. Um, I don't know how the starting lineup would turn out though if Lonzo came on. I think Lonzo would most likely go to the bench and maybe Damian Lee would start, but. I think um, Lonzo's basketball IQ would probably offset any of like the defensive stuff that Kelly Oubre has brought on the team. Of course, I love Uber's energy, but I feel like his basketball IQ is so bad 
that like it has to be in a different direction at this point um i stuck by that my take in uh the episode with ben i'm gonna stick with it now uber has got to be traded just no questions about it i feel like i'm done with uber at this point and um i think it's fine i mean i think it's better to find a better option yeah i agree um and then there was another one the spiciest of them all bradley beal yeah bradley beal um all around the league there have been multiple contenders looking at bradley beal and trying to trade for him i think what would a decision to make for the warriors front office would be do you want to win like we said with on the last episode with ben um do you want to win now with steph or do you want to risk your future and give up first round picks to get Beal to win now. I think if they end up staying put or like getting Lonzo ball and trading Ubre in a second round pick for Lonzo, you're not really, really messing up your future. But if you trade for Beal without a doubt, the wizards are probably going to want like what the, like what the Rams gave up for Matthew Stafford. They're going to have to want two first round picks and more. I think I could see, getting Beal for maybe probably the Minnesota picks gone the 2020 Wiggins to 2022 Wiggins. picks gone. Uh, I don't see Andrew Wiggins gone. No, at all. they would have to, ma- they I would, would have see to match probably, salary. I'd probably they would have to see match salary to make sense. Jordan Poole's gone. Wiseman um, has to be gone too. If I, I, I probably, Beal. yeah, I probably see Jordan Poole, Wiseman, Manny and Smiley. Do you have to give up Wiggins for the for the are money? You sure, to make are you sense? sure about that? You are sure. Yeah, about I am sure about that. <laughs> I think because I think Bradley Beal's contract is like what thirty plus million. I think so. Let's research there's no this. Way, there's no way that um, the Wizards would take. I mean, because like the the players that you mentioned probably make under like five million combined each. So you would probably have to throw Andrew Wiggins in there in order to. Uh, Bradley Beal has a salary of 25 million. He's a free agent. Oh, yeah. So you would have to get Wiggins. He's a free agent in 2021, it looks like. But the question is would Beal work on this team? Because you don't want to slide Clay Thompson down to the three. Um, because you know, he's coming off an Achilles tear, and you don't want to put that pressure on him to guard like the bigger. Uh, small forwards so I feel like you're going to be taking a big risk but I don't know if the Warriors are going to pull that trigger yeah I personally think with how it went down with Clay and how he's now out for a second year I don't and with how well Wiggins is playing and I think Bob Myers in the front office knows that this team is probably may, lost season. this team is may make some noise in the playoffs maybe if between a four and a six seed and may lose in the second round. I Max, I see it as you trade Ubre for Lonzo Ball. The only guy I really see the Warriors dealing is probably Ubre for someone. A good bench guy for next year. Cause I think like Clay said on the broadcast, Steph Clay, Wiggins, Draymond and Wiseman and a solid bench is a perfectly fine roster for next year for rebounding and trying to win. I think that roster can win. I don't think you really need Bradley Beal because you're basically getting rid of your whole future for Bradley Beal. 
That's true. And I think since you drafted James Wiseman and if that Minnesota pick holds up and you draft a guy like Jalen Suggs out of Gonzaga, you have it's your future. It's going to be like, kind of like the Spurs stuff. Yeah, you have your future. Like, hole set up. Yeah, you have your future hole set up on the bench playing key minutes when the starters are out there, when the team and the starters are out there competing for a championship in the three- to five-year window that Steph, Clay, and Draymond still have left. Yeah, um, it's just we got to see um, how this is going to play out, but I'm confident that whatever decision that um, this team is going to go with moving forward, I, I believe that Steph is going to still bring his A game. He's going to carry this team, and he's going to prove why the haters are wrong, and they should be wrong. There's no bias Bronze, here. The bronze sexuals. <laughs> <laughs> I said that statement with no bias. I stayed as objective as possible. Probably my sarcasm in there, <laughs> but it's all good. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think Bob Myers and the front office see without Clay that they weren't really going to, that they're probably going to make the playoffs, no question. But it's either a first or second round exit. And I'm kind of preparing yeah. myself for that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, the fans shouldn't be expecting for a championship this season. Um, I think once Clay get, comes back and with how much optimism I have because of seeing John Wall and KD perform because of their injuries because of coming back from their injuries I think I have a ton of confidence of how Clay plays now he's a spot-up shooter he really doesn't need to dribble make plays just give it to him in the corner and he's got it I think the Warriors can be back to contending for a championship next year to start their three to five year window that they have yeah, for, for, sure. for winning a fourth ship. Yeah. We love to see that in the future, but it's going to be a lot of bumps, a lot of obstacles in the way. And obviously no perfect, there's no perfect path. Um, but yeah, we just got to see hopeful, hopeful for the future. And with that cuts it to the outro. All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode 14 of the Catching Dubs podcast. Greatly appreciate it. Um, we'll be back for episode 15 to recap this coming week where the Warriors play the Boston Celtics on Tuesday night. They have a home and home against Dallas, and we'll be here to recap the two Dallas games and the Boston game this week before, and that will most likely be posted on Super Bowl Sunday where the Chiefs take on the Bucks. I got the Chiefs, so put all your money on the Chiefs, people. Um, make I got sure the to Chiefs, f- too. Yeah, make sure to follow <laughs> us on our socials on Twitter at DubsPod and on Instagram at CatchingDubsPod. And uh, we'll see you when we see you. We'll see you in exactly seven days when we post episode 15. (laughs) All right. Thanks, y'all. See y'all later. That's a cut.